This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. and welcome. This week, we're talking about body image with Roxy Earl. Roxy is one powerful woman whose confidence is contagious. Being cast as the Real Housewife of Toronto gave her the opportunity to shift the meaning of plus-size beauty and has brought empowerment to women of all shapes and sizes. Her story begins with a passion for marketing that launched a successful career that earned her several Canadian marketing awards and a Keynes lean. Roxy merged her passions for business with her passion for empowering women and today promotes and celebrates trends towards inclusive sizing and confidence development. As she continues to ignite this passion, she is working towards developing an app that combines her love for women empowerment and women's health that will be launching later this year. We can't wait. Roxy, thank you so much for being here with us today. It is my absolute pleasure. You're bringing some joy to this gloomy day. This gloomy day, we are sunshine for each other right now, which I love. So thank you. (laughs) So I want to start off, we're here today to talk about body image. Cannot think of a more perfect person to be speaking to this about. And I want to start off with some of the terms we kind of use within that space. So I know that you don't love one of the terms and that term is plus size. Can you kind of take us through that? It's so interesting because this word is so polarizing and now like carries so much more, especially if you're a bigger woman. So for me, until I became in the public eye, the word plus size was never something that I identified as. I always had in my brain that this was something like negative in the back of the mall that should be shamed. And it really was something that I would be embarrassed to be called because in my brain, I taught myself that that's really bad. And I think so many women have like, can relate to that piece of it. Absolutely. And so when Housewives came out and every single byline, headline, everything about me was plus size Roxy, da, 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 plus size, plus size this, plus size that. And I just thought, this is crazy. I've made a splash on this show, not because of my size, because of who I am, my personality and the realness I brought to the show. Why is everyone so obsessed with my body? And in an interview, I turned to a journalist who said to me, how does it feel to be the first plus size housewife in the world? And I was like, I am not plus size. I am my size and my size rocks. And that is actually where a movement was born because it was my way of taking back this conversation that was happening about my body in the media. And why should I let somebody else put me in a box of what they think that means? Because as soon as you are deemed plus size, that's like, you're not good enough for the rest of fashion. You're not included in regular fashion. You're part of that other fashion world where you're too big for it all. You don't get as nice clothes. You don't get to go to good stores. You're certainly not part of designer and couture fashion. And I just didn't like everything that came with it. And I found it to be a struggle because my identity was being linked to my body when never before was my identity anything to do with other than this gigantic personality I had. 
everyone's always known me because I have such a loud personality and none of it was ever about my body. So it was really interesting transition to all of a sudden find myself in the spotlight and have the thing that was most memorable about me be the size of my hips, which is, I mean, speaks so much to our society, right? Like kind of crazy that like you have all these other accomplishments and achievements and that's kind of where, where they, they bucket you in a way, I guess. Yeah. It was a way of putting me in a box that the media had, a they, they didn't, they couldn't just call me Roxy. They had to right. like cast me as this thing. And it was mm-hmm. interesting because when the whole process of the housewives, nobody ever mentioned to me that my size would be this big of a deal. Okay. Like I had no idea that my size would like, people are like, did you prepare for it? And that's how you prepared these plus size fashion lines and this and that. I was like, I, I had no concept. I didn't even consider myself anything other than myself. I that I was more curvaceous than other women. I obviously live in a world of this, like I was surrounded by this world of that housewives world. Is this a privileged, slim, white woman? Like that is it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I obviously didn't identify with any of that because that's not how I look. And I know that at every gal I go to, everybody is very small and very particular body type and consuming fashion that is all meant for them and not me. So it's not like I wasn't aware of the fact that I was different. I just didn't think it was that revolutionary. Right. And I'm just thinking like my background is at certain fashion brands. And I definitely think of like when something was made over a size, gosh, even over like a size 10, that was, it was a special order. <laughs> We're going to make something really special for her. She fits a size eight on the yeah. record. Yeah. And she's crazy. And so that is kind of, I, so, so back to your original question, I have a lot of um, uh, reactions to the word plus size because it's a, it's used not because it's a bad thing, but because it's been framed up by a bad thing. But more importantly, it was a way of putting me in a box. It was a mm-hmm. way of categorizing me. It's like, she's in fashion, but plus size fashion. She's mm-hmm. a model, but she's a plus size model. She's a designer, but it's just for plus. The way it's said is like, not as good as almost. That's it. And like yeah. that is, and so I was like, I'm not having that. I am my size, my size rocks. Stop putting me in this category that you need to put me in. I'm just a woman who has bigger hips than the other women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I have the same size hips as pretty much every woman watching. So relax. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, definitely. So maybe I'll take a step back from that. It, It sounds like they didn't necessarily prep you for that. So when you, when you were getting these questions, you obviously saw an opportunity to speak more loudly about this. Is that fair to say with my size rocks, et cetera? Like, how did that, how did that come to be? Cause now you're this massive influencer in this space. So what was the trajectory of that? Again, it's really interesting because I would love to say that I had some like master plan behind the scenes going on. And it's just not the truth. What happened is I was honestly, openly, and in a very raw way, reacting to what was happening to me as a woman and the attention that was placed on my body. And also my inability to dress myself for the role that was in front of me because fashion did not exist in my size. 
That was, and I went onto social media and I openly shared that struggle. It wasn't some well thought out strategic plan. It was my real life that I was experiencing. I was being told tomorrow you have to do press. I was on live television when I had to be wearing, when a stylist put me in this machino dress that ripped open at the seams while I was on live television doing press with the other housewives. I've got my hand on the side of my hip and I'm like, because they put me in a size, they put in all this extra paneling because it didn't actually fit. So when they reseamed it up, it didn't, the seams weren't done properly because God forbid there's a dress that fits me. And I started sharing those stories and it wasn't strategic. It wasn't meant to change the world. It was just meant to be honest and real And I saw social media as this place where there was so much fake curated lives. And I wanted to use it as a platform to connect with women and inspire women. And I knew that if I admitted that I was struggling and that if a woman knew that I had my dress break open at the seams on national television, then maybe she wouldn't feel as bad about having a dress that didn't zip up for the wedding she had to go to that weekend. And that's really where it started. And Mm -hmm. um, it was born from that. And women just started connecting with me and pouring their hearts out to me. And a movement was born. And I started connecting back. And I, I took all of a sudden, I realized I had a responsibility. I think it was after I posted an outfit. And the brand called me and said, we literally have people calling every single one of our stores asking for this outfit that you wore and mentioned in passing in an interview. And I thought to myself, the reason they're calling is because it's been a long time before they've seen a woman who they relate to, who looks like them wearing something fabulous that they can actually buy. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything was otherwise, especially in that moment, a black tunic. That was what was available to curvier women. That is why they were calling because they could not find the clothes and they too were desperate to be stylish and chic and fabulous and luxurious and elevated and participate in fashion. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I knew that I needed to start a clothing line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what, you've obviously had a hand in the progress. You know, we see Aritzia doing expanded sizes. I know you're a fan of Khloe Kardashian and Good American, Lena Dunham commenting on things. So we've seen progress, right? Let's let's talk about that progress from when probably you and I think you and I are around the same age when we were teenagers, right? And Young and Modern Magazine was like, I just remember YM. That was the best. I loved that YM drop-in. Yeah, like I love it. Thank you. Casual, not YM. <laughs> yes, it was called Young and Modern, right? Yes, yes, yeah. right. Just like <laughs> YM magazine. Like, I lived for YM. I would go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy it like every yeah. month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I had the subscription at one point, but yeah. I think back to those days when it was all like white, skinny women on the cover. And now I think, and I think back if, gosh, if I would have had someone like you. Right. And the, the impact that someone like you have made, how does that feel? Like there's got to be such a joy in that. I would imagine like feeling like you've helped move the needle on this. Yeah. I mean, I'm so touched that you say that and I find it to be an emotional, emotional thing. I receive an unbelievable amount of love for my community and 
every single time I get a letter or a message or an email that says you've changed my life. And women are like, really like you've literally changed my life. It's the thing that just keeps me so motivated. And it's the thing that inspires me to keep going when it gets tough. And Mm -hmm. it's also oddly enough, and I don't know if women realize it's also my therapy. As you know, we like to talk, but we also like to socialize in other ways too. Our Instagram is a hot spot for fashion, skincare, culture, breaking trends, lifestyle tips, and more. We love to highlight the incredible woman doing incredible things in our Leading Lady series. And on top of that, we want to keep you in the know on what's trending in fashion with our Trending in Canada series, featuring a new trend each week. Stay tuned to our Instagram for all things style. You can find us at style underscore Canada. Like I haven't always been this confident. I haven't always been this comfortable. I have been in relationships where men found me to be too big and it was not beautiful. And they did not, they did not fail to tell me these things. And I've been the girl who's hated herself and looked in the mirror and cried in change rooms. The reason why I connect with these women is because I am that woman. Mm -hmm. I've just come out of it. I have Mm -hmm. found a way to find my confidence, to find my love for myself, to find my positivity through my confidence theory. I've, I've, I've trained myself out of hating myself. And I think that that's my inspiration. Like this is the sole reason why I do what I do because I've been able to do this for me. I've been able to change my love and it's been revolutionary. It's been the most profound thing that's ever happened in my life is loving myself and Mm -hmm. being okay. And not only being okay with my body, actually looking in a mirror and be like, I look sexy (laughs) rather than everything else that comes to a woman's mind. And knowing that I can do that for myself and that if I share my truths, I can do that for another woman. Even if I've impacted only one woman in my life, the ripple effect of that is so positive. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that I do it for thousands of women, or I don't know how many women, but I definitely have in thousands. My goal is millions. That's, that's the whole reason I do all of this. That's the reason I do the clothing line. That's the reason the app is coming. That's the reason I am willing to put myself out there. That's the reason I share my personal life, my life. Like there is some downsides of sharing your life with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I do it because I know what I can do if I do it. And so that's, it's a very powerful thing for me. And um, I don't take the responsibility lightly. I feel an immense it's not pressure in a negative way. I guess it's responsibility. I feel like I have been given a platform and it is my responsibility to use it for positive change. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the app. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Because you you also mentioned, you know, how you you grew into this confidence. So I'm thinking the two are probably maybe one would help helps that helps everyone out there kind of with the confidence thing. Oh. So tell us more. <laughs> It's called Anna. You can follow it at the Anna app on Instagram. And Anna is really like an extension, the digital extension of my personal wellness journey. And when I say wellness, everybody wants to talk about weight loss. And I'm not really talking about weight loss. I mean, I have lost weight, but the transformation that happened was the mental 
transformation. Mm -hmm. I was carrying so much mental weight and I threw daily things that I did to make myself feel more positive. I call them my positivity sort of practices, uh, morning affirmations, gratitudes, positive mirror talk, a variety of things that I do every day. They made me feel better to the point where I transformed my mind. And when I transformed my mind, my health transformed, my actual health transformed. And I had met with a doctor and a doctor said, something's, something's got to change. And I met with all these doctors and I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Obviously I was overweight, but there was, there was more that was happening to me. And it's only when I transformed the mental side of what was going on in my brain that my health began to transform as well. And now today I'm my happiest, healthiest, most positive I've ever been. And I wanted to teach women how to do that. And I wanted to teach women how I got there. And so Anna is this tool where every day a woman can log on and she can track various things that help her feel more positive, happy, and confident. And then the real kind of unique thing about it that you know, nothing else out there is like, is that it's all timed and informed by your cycle because a woman's cycle changes how she feels every day. Her monthly cycle can make her feel up, can make her feel energized, can make her feel down. And, you know, like we're out there having all these feelings and it's unsettling. You're like, am I crazy? I am losing my mind today. Why am I losing my mind? Well, you know what? Anna will tell you, just so you know, you lose your mind on every fourth day of this month. And oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like that went out. Yeah. And here's how you can combat that by today. You might want to move more or today you might want to do some affirmations or today be kind to yourself when you speak to yourself because this is normal for you. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the revolutionary thing that I've brought in this rigorous sort of, I've worked with incredible women's doctors. My co-founder is an amazing fertility doctor. And we've brought in all of this information about how a woman's cycle changes how she feels about herself, because that's the missing piece. Like we can transform our minds or we can transform our health, but if you don't do one and you don't do the other, you can't actually truly be happy. Mm -hmm. I love that you, I didn't realize that there was the, the, the science behind it, I guess, in a way. So that's amazing that that would anyone think that I would have an app that it like included some real science and medicine. There's no way anyone's expecting this from me. I happen to have a co-founder who's just an incredible doctor. And so that was the insight is that Mm -hmm. I have been able to touch women's lives and make them healthier, happier women. Mm-hmm. by my philosophy to, to, to confidence. And mm-hmm. he's been able to help women by his philosophy to women's health. So why aren't any of those two things coming together? Yeah. Yeah. That's genius. Wow. I need to like, I, I'm digesting all of that. Cause it's so smart. I'm like, so, so smart. Excited. It's totally <laughs> There's no brand attached to it. It's actually a tool that we believe if the power is in the amount of women who use it and download it. And Mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing about it is is that if millions of women download it, it just creates this incredibly rich tool that women all over the world who don't have access to this type of care can access. Mm -hmm. 
If you were in a village in India and not able to see a gynecologist or a therapist, let alone a positivity coach. Right. Right. You could access it right on your phone. And I think to your point, like, you know, some of those things that you mentioned that you did, I've heard of all of those things and and I've done some of those things myself, but to have it kind of centralized in one place, I really love. And I, there's another thing that you said there that, and it might've been a little bit earlier in our conversation, but just knowing that other people feel the same or going through the same things, or it's, it's tied to your cycle. Like there's a reason, you know, I feel like there's such a comfort in that for us as women. And that's what I I found comfort in my community. And this Mm -hmm. insight was every day I have these incredible conversations with women via the DMs and text messages. I like send everyone my phone number. I'm like, email me. Everyone on earth has my personal email and phone number at this stage. If you follow me, (laughs) you probably got me on DM. And so... I am having these really rich conversations with this community and I would be doing things like saying, oh, I have a follower who's going through this fertility issue. You should talk to her. And then I'd be like linking people up like followers. I was like, oh, I know a follower who's something like this is going on with her, with her PCOS. And then I'd like link and like a connector community. And so, yeah. The idea to like serve this community, bring this community together, give this community a tool that they could use every day. And what I love about it is that it puts positivity, which is the the power, I believe, that's transformed me. The confidence thing has transformed me. Mm-hmm. So it, it puts an attention on it in the same way that we track how much we eat in a day or exercise or sleep or our blood pressure. Why isn't anyone thinking positivity is important to track and confidence? Confidence can make or break how a woman lives her life. Yeah, wow, and that's so, like, so true. That's the thing, like I was like, I think this is just as important as, okay, well, don't quote me here. I'm sure every person in the medical world will come for me if I say something like this. But for me, the point is, is that it puts an attention on the use of everyday practices that make us feel confident that, and it makes them just as important as something we should track as is our blood pressure. I absolutely agree. I feel like there's so, and I forget the stat, but there's, isn't it something like we only know about how like 10% of our brain works or something like that? Like, I don't know, there's I don't so know much how any of my brain works to be honest. <laughs> I'm like constantly like, what is happening? I feel though that when I practice these things, I feel better. And if that is the only part of my brain I understand, I'm sharing it. <laughs> yeah. But like that, that idea of like, you know, what, how affirmations help us, how confidence helps us. I don't know that we've like fully gotten the, the data and the studies on all of that. It seems like, but there's definitely a link in how you feel. Like I notice it myself when I'm practicing my gratitude daily versus when I don't. Right. So uh, that will be a focus of, you know, the, the beauty of having a a powerful network and community of women on the app, which I'm hoping Mm -hmm. all my followers use it because why wouldn't they? It's this beautiful free tool to help them feel good. And in doing so, we're going to be able to actually work and figure out some research and really get some amazing information around this because I'm working with doctors who are telling me that, you know, you're on the right track here with this stuff. This stuff is real. And I think is I don't need anyone to even verify it. We will. And we have lots of ways of doing that. But for me, I'm the living proof. 
Yeah. <laughs> look yeah. At me every day. And they're like, how are you so happy? Like, didn't you get divorced? Like, and you're like life fall apart and you're like, I had death and grief. And I'm like, oh yeah, all that happened to me. But I also was able to find this thing inside of me. So I'm the living proof that my theory works mm-hmm. and um, it's powerful and I'm excited. And all the confidence thing, it's the same with the clothes. Like I have a collection with Joe Fresh, um, the swimwear collection with Joe Fresh that's coming out is it's, it's just another touch point of confidence. I made yeah. these swimsuits so that women will feel good this summer because how can I tell them to go feel good and enjoy their summer if they're not able to even find a swimsuit that fits, that does up, that holds them in, that supports them, then how can I tell them, go enjoy your summer, live carefree, be happy, exercise, move, jump up and down. How can I tell them to do that? if they don't actually have a swimsuit that fits their body. Mm -hmm. Cause we know how much clothes impact, you know, our, our mental outlook too, I think. Right. It's interesting. I do the collections just so yeah, that is why I'm obsessed with fashion. But the reason I do them is because I believe that when a woman puts something on that makes her feel good, her confidence skyrockets. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting when you say, you know, you, you don't have like this master plan, but my gosh, you are so intelligent in the way you think about things and the three, six, like you can tell you really think through a whole process of projects that you take on, which I think is impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I am at my core. It's interesting that people look at women in this space, women in fashion, women who are influencers. I always say, please don't call me an influencer. I have, I have influence and they're discredited. And I was like, and and it's just interesting. They're discredited maybe because this is a space led by women entrepreneurs, but no, these are real businesses. And my, Mm -hmm. for example, I have a nationwide collaboration with Joe Fresh. They do that because they know that I'm going to be event. I'm going to be able to sell women swimsuits mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to sell women swimsuits because I can make a woman feel good in a swimsuit. And Joe Fresh mm-hmm. is like, I want women to feel good in swimsuits. Yeah. I sat yeah. With, with their marketing team and they were like, we want women to feel how you feel. How do we get yeah. that? And I was like, we yeah. make clothes that are designed with special features to hold, support them draw in their parts that they want, draw it in and make them feel confident. And then we put women like me in the ads that then show them that they can be that. And that's why these brands work with us. This mm-hmm. is why Joe Fresh and I have such an amazing relationship. It's because we're all just making women feel good. Mm-hmm. As you know, at Style Canada, we love celebrating beauty in all of its many forms. That's why next week, we'd love if you joined us in Celebrating Beauty Week, where we feature beauty hacks, the changing ideals of beauty, and more. Plus, right here on Let's Talk About, we'll be hosting Cameron Westcott from the Real Housewives of Dallas to chat all about all things summer fashion. Join us to celebrate all kinds of beauty next week on Style Canada. And it's, you know, back to that, that piece of, of confidence, I think. And you're absolutely right. Like confidence, it's interesting. Like when you think of where it comes from the clothes, it comes from inside, it comes from the affirmations, comes from all these things, but it has such a big impact on all facets of our life, specifically with relationships. I don't even just mean dating relationships. I mean, all sorts of relationships. Mm -hmm. So what kind of role does that 
that confidence play in relationships for you? I think it's the most important thing in a relationship is how you feel about yourself. You bring to the table everything that you are. And if you don't bring to the table a love for yourself, how can you expect someone else to love you? How can you expect somebody to respect you in the workplace if you don't respect yourself? How can you expect somebody to believe in you if you don't believe in you? And these sound like such basic cliche things to say, but I'm saying them because they're so simple, but they're right. Me believing in me is the sole reason Joe Fresh or Le Chateau or the thousands of people that follow me or whatever it is. The reason people believe in me is because I believe in me. The reason people think I'm beautiful is because I think I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They see Mm -hmm. me in the swimsuit and they're like, why do you look so good? I'm like, because I tell you I look good (laughs) because I feel good. (laughs) So yeah. You can see that I feel good. It's like when someone walks in the room with a lot of like chutzpah, a lot of like, they've just got that je ne sais quoi about them, right? They Mm -hmm. walk in the room and you look at them and you're like, they have this aura around them and you're like, what, what is it about them? It's magnetic. That comes from inside of them. (laughs) And so when they are bringing that out, that's what you see. And it's just the exact same with women. So when it talk about relationships, I think that, you command how the world treats you, how the world speaks to you, how the world perceives you. And so when you take yourself seriously, when you get yourself ready, when you dress yourself up in something that makes you feel good, that is then what the world sees. That's how you appreciate you. They see that you've taken care of yourself. They see that you're kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. I hold my head up high. I'm confident. People are not rude to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they know they probably can't get away with it. It's interesting. You said something about, you know, it might sound cliche, but I don't know if you're feeling like this lately. I was having this conversation with my best friend the other night. Like as you get older, these cliches start to make sense. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like they all start to click together. Like that's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about. So maybe for those that are younger listening, maybe it's just like a little experience that, you know, it might sound cliche now, but when, when you live it, you're like, ah, that's what it is. I had that on my fitness journey with like movement. Movement is one of the practices that I track in the Ana app because I think it's like a pillar to feeling positive. And it's funny. It's like, I always used to look at these people who would like talk about going to the gym all the time and talk about fitness. And they're like, I got this high off of working out and this energy. And I'd go to the gym and I'm like, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm uncomfortable. I can't do this. I'm tired. I'm sweating, blah, blah, blah. And now when I work out, it's like, I get this, I, I, I get it now. And yeah. it's so funny because yeah. that's one of those cliches that I, I swear on my, on, on everything possible. You would have never heard me say the things I say now about fitness. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for my workout. This is not something rock zero would have said two years ago. <laughs> And how, how did you get there though, then like how for, with the fitness thing, maybe even specifically to use that as an example, how did that, was it, was there a moment that you felt it clicked or is it just small steps along the way? It's the answer to that has like two truths. Okay. I'll explain what I mean. So one truth is that I have a a confidence theory that I believe that my confidence is made up of a million little things. 
So just like you're saying, it's the affirmations, it's this. I know that my confidence is derived from a variety of things that I do every single day that make me feel proud of myself. Some of those are to do with work. Some of those are to do with me as a human being and the person I am in a relationship. Some of those are to do with little things like I just made my bed <laughs> or I like got something done in the house or I did a great workout. And so there's, I, I began to understand that my confidence was made up of these key things that I did every day that made me feel good. So that is one truth of it. The other part of it, which is a lot sadder and more emotional, is that I was in a place where I was very stuck with my body. And I was in a place where I did not feel worthy of taking care of myself because I was in a dark place where other people made me feel not worthy of the love that I wanted in the world. And I was feeling when people don't make you feel worthy of love, then you begin to think that you're not worthy of love, let alone worthy of going out and moving your body and taking care of yourself. And it was a darker place. And then I lost my father. And when I lost my father, that was like when the light bulb went off. This happened three years ago. And I lost my father very quickly and tragically to cancer. And he was in perfect health. And then one day he was gone. And I vowed that this was the moment that I was going to start living my life in honor of his not being able to live his. I was going to live my life more fully, more happily more everything. I was going to just start living instead of what I was doing at that moment in my life. And I've led a very happy and amazing life. But in that particular year, I was in a dark place. And I just said, this is it. I have to stop. I cannot live this way anymore. I cannot be unhappy. I can't hate myself. I can't have these negative feelings. I can't not be worthy of love and of taking care of myself. And I just slowly began and I began to overcome my emotional eating. I began to move more. I began to practice positivity. I got rid of the toxic things in my life and I brought joy to my life in every instance. And what came with that was a beautiful transformation that I'm very proud of. And this um, app is sort of my digital gift to women of this is kind of what I did <laughs> mm -hmm, and I packaged mm -hmm. it up so you can do it too, because I've mm -hmm. been there yeah. and I know that everyone sees my life and it is with incredible privilege, the things I get to do and experience, but I've also felt pain. I've yeah. also hated my stomach. I've also had men tell me you're not sexy. I've also cried in change rooms. <laughs> I've also hated everything. <laughs> like, I'm, and so I just, and like, that's the realness. Like that's the real life part of this. No one prepares you to fame is such a weird word. Cause I don't consider myself famous, but attention, let's say no one prepares you for walking down the street and having people come up and pour their lives out to you or, scream your name out of their car or take a picture with you whenever you go for dinner. Like no one prepares you for that. And I was going through a lot personally when that was all happening to me. And that transformation was necessary to serve the people who were inspired by me. Mm -hmm. Like I almost felt like I had to do it for my followers. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does. And as you're talking, I'm thinking like, I think a lot of us can say, I love my, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't generalize, but I do think for, and I'll use myself as an example. I can say, I love myself. I can say I'm confident, but what I realized and maybe around the same time you did that I wasn't doing the acts of loving myself. So whether that was like, you know, you mentioned moving my body or, you know, making a really good meal or not being hard on myself or taking a nap, whatever those things are like, that to me was like a, a maybe it's cliche, but like an aha moment for me. And I think that's kind of what you're saying too. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Was, I, 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 you know, I was confident enough and loved myself enough to go on. I was in Times Square in a bathing suit. Okay. Yeah. So like right. I was walking New York Fashion Week. Like I, I obviously had this tremendous, like I was proud of myself. Let's say that I was proud to be who I was. And I was never afraid to be myself. I was never afraid to put myself out there. And I went for my dreams and I put it all out there, even at my biggest or my, um, my most broken, I put myself out there and in the spotlight. And interestingly enough, the other piece of loving yourself is caring for yourself. Right. You can't fully and completely love yourself and you can't fully and completely be happy and confident unless you fix the other parts. And when I say fix the other parts, I'm not talking to girls saying lose weight. I mean, fix what's happening in here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when you fix what's happening in here, you start eating to make yourself feel nourished and not to comfort your emotions. You start moving to celebrate the fact that you can move, not because you want to lose inches off your hips. You start doing gratitudes and meditating because you're literally grateful for your life and you want to be happy and you appreciate the people around you. And that's when that sort of shift began in my life. That is when I became like this. And this, I can tell you, is un stoppable. (laughs) I feel like armor surrounds me and I want to now go out into the world and share love, confidence, and positivity with not just thousands of women anymore. I'm ready for millions because it's transformative. Mm -hmm. I can like change how a woman feels every day. And when you realize you have the ability to do that by just being honest, that's, that was the aha moment. Yeah. I'm like nodding my head so vigorously, which no one can see because it'll be, it's a podcast, but it feels like a therapy session. (laughs) Honestly, the more and more of these podcasts, I, you know, more and more episodes we do, that's exactly what it feels like. Oftentimes I will say I'm having such interesting conversations and this conversation with you is, is up there as well. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be here because you're, I mean, you've made such a mark. You clearly have such big plans for the future, but you're, you're absolutely contagious in how you deliver your message. So I'm, I'm like cheering, kind of cheering through this kind of thing, but yeah, it's, it's amazing what you've done and very exciting to hear what you have in the works. Yeah. Like, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, my collection with Joe Fresh will be out and I I hope women buy the swimsuit for the sole purpose of the fact that the more energy and power you put behind women doing great things, the more they're able to do great things. Mm -hmm. And I really want women to know that the power they put behind me, I, I take seriously 
and I promise to deliver on the things they've asked me for. Like this collection goes from extra small to three X and it's elevated and chic and fabulous and supportive Can't and wait to cool. See. And what I love about that is it's like, that is my response to what women endlessly messaged me. They were looking for in a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And then I can, and then because they follow me, because they give, they, they support my collections. I then get to go to somebody as big as Joe Fresh and say, I want to do this. Can I do this? And they're like, yeah, hell yeah. Come on in Roxy, come into the Joe Fresh family. And now it gets to be in a grocery store or retailer across the whole country that women can afford in their size. Like that's mm-hmm. the power of who you put your energy behind. Yeah, that's a big statement. Like Anna is going to change. Hopefully, I hope my goal is to change the way a generation of women feel about themselves. And the only reason I have the ability to even try to go for that goal is because women support me and put their power behind me. And I then get to go and do positive things with that power. And so I'm really grateful for the women that follow me, support me, tell their friends about me, do anything that it is that has my name in the sentence because it helps. And it really actually is able to then move the dial. Well, it's a perfect example of women working together right? In in a way that maybe we don't always think of, but you're absolutely right. Like, because you're having that support, you're able to have a voice at these bigger tables that help us all move forward as, you know, as a population. And, and the brands. And as you know, if you follow me, there are brands that hate me (laughs) because I don't hold back. (laughs) And I go to those brands and they say, well, you don't, you know, like, it's not, it's not very productive for you to be trashing us on social media. I'm like, I'm not trashing you. I'm telling the truth. (laughs) And I say, if you, and then I say to them and they, well, what do you want us to do? I said, I want you to change. I want you to put a girl above a size zero in an ad. I want you to stop using the word inclusive if you're not actually going to sell clothes above a 10. I want you to stop using a curvy girl to sell the 112 in the three pieces that you carry. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) And I tell them this. And the thing is that they are listening. Like I have the ear of the fashion industry because you know what? I have the sales to prove it, that I have power. And that power is only because women have trusted me with it. And so, like I said, I take it seriously. I, I'm grateful for the responsibility. I'll continue to do amazing things. I found the partners that actually are willing to deliver on this. Like Joe Fresh is not playing around when it comes to inclusivity. They're here for it. They love it. They were like, we want to show whatever it is that you think we should be showing. And they believe in it themselves. They like wholeheartedly believe in inclusivity. And so it's just a joy to then bring a collection to life because they get it. Mm-hmm. They were like, yes, we need to extend the hip size. And I was like, and bring up the hem. <laughs> off the boobs. They're like, bring it down a little, Roxy. Bring that neckline down. I was like, yes. I love that. Okay, that's great to know about the neckline because that's so true. Yeah, I feel like a, a little, it gives a nice little shape there, right? Why not? And Joe Fresh lets me do it. All yeah, these I, love I mean, I can't say what's coming, but this is not the, this is just the first collection with Joe Fresh. And the next one, we went for it. We went to, because they were like, 
do what you think is right. And, and it's just cool when you have work with partners who just are totally invested in every yeah. which way. And they bring people to the table on all fronts that represent what I represent. And it's just cool to work with. Yeah. Well, you are the real deal, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to be anything else. Why is it so unique to be the real deal being someone that's on reality TV? <laughs> That's kind of sad, right? But I mean, you're, no, it's, it's amazing what you've accomplished and it's so inspiring to hear the big goals that you have. So, I mean, I'm excited to see, to see more. I know we'll be, we'll be keeping our eye out for the apps launch and the collections to come. And otherwise we, I'm sure everyone knows where they can find you, but do you want to share your social handles of where we can Everything is at Luxurious Roxy, at Luxurious Roxy on TikTok, at Luxurious Roxy on Instagram. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but I find it to be a dark place. So I rarely go there, but people like to talk. That's so baby. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, but I don't know. Like I only go on when I'm in like a really good mood. And then I like tweet a few things and leave. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Um, But all across social, you can find me at Luxurious Roxy. And then I hope that people follow Anna, which is at the Anna app. But all my collections will be at on Luxurious Roxy's Instagram. And Joe Fresh and I have really good things coming. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. And And thank you again so much for being here with us today. Hey, Style Seekers, we hope you love the episode. We are looking for influencers across Canada to join our all-new influencer program. Head to style.ca to see what all of the hype is about, or reach out to us at hello at style.ca for more information. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Alia Ballas. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Music